Hi. Hello. I'm Julian. And I am Police Captain Tom. I've been promoted. <laughs> You've been promoted. <laughs> we are Team Binge, and we are here to watch the after party. If you are with us right now listening to this, we just did episode eight. Yep. The finale. finale of the after party. And now we're going to talk about it. And Tom, you got promoted to police captain. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us why you got promoted to police captain? Uh, just read the citation, please, of your, promotion, <laughs> of your promotion. Um, I was very smart, very well detected. Oh, yeah, this is, this is, <laughs> you're probably going to get demoted after this victory speech. I don't have to write anything. No, I was, uh, <laughs> I was uh, very uh, surprised. I didn't think it would happen exactly as I, I uh, suggested. I think a couple of the bits that we even kind of called about some of, like, the phone stuff and um, some of his motivations, I think I was able to kind of catch. Uh, and it was fun seeing it all kind of come together. Congratulations, Gumshoe or Police Detective Tom, <laughs> whatever the heck we have to call you. He got it right. I got it wrong. Um, you got it second most wrong, though, because they, they tease Zoe. They very tease much Zoe, yeah. yeah. If you don't know what we're talking about, we don't know why you're here. <laughs> But they gave us the finale of the after party. We find out who the murderer was. I thought this was funny how this episode started because they tickle you in the last episode that it's going to be Maggie's episode. Mm-hmm. And this one is Maggie's episode, but for just like five minutes. Yeah. You know, it's a very short, but it was a lot of fun. It was fun to watch Maggie's perspective of the night. Yeah, I agree. And like Maggie's bits were all very much throwing all the red herrings out. So, like, right. the wig and uh, what happened to Gen 2, it was all just covering all those bases to then get to Dan or really delivering how it all went down, going to accuse everybody. Um, so, it was done really, really well. Yeah. I liked Maggie's mind movie. I like starting off this way because you get, like, it's a clever way of, like, revisiting the whole night in, like, mm-hmm. a real quick, real quick synopsis, like, wrapping everyone's story kind of together before Danner brings everyone into the living room and does the clue. Yeah. I'm going to explain who the murderer is. Oh, by the way, we're going to go on a couple of detours here <laughs> while I figure it out on the fly. Yes, make it very dramatic. But this night was so much fun, to quote <laughs> Maggie. <laughs> Maggie's Mind movie is all enthusiasm, all innocence, and I like to think of it as a child that the world has not beat down yet. <laughs> that Maggie's just enjoying things. And it was uh, cartoony, but not a cartoon, which I, I appreciated. Yeah, like when it comes and shows Maggie's name on the screen, it's like little balloons, all yeah. different colors, and all the music and sound effects as they're going on. Like It was just really, really fun. All the actors get to do this over-the-top <laughs> acting, and Maggie providing the voices I thought was a nice touch, because... Yeah. I don't think anyone else's mind movies, do they talk like they're quoting something and the person just moves their mouth? Or was it only Maggie's version? Did no, they I do think, that with some of them? I think it was only Maggie's version. Okay. There might have been one or two little lines, but yeah, Maggie covers it all here. For me, I had to think this was probably fun for the actors. They're like, okay, oh, yeah. we got to do this scene again. This time you're doing it as if like a child is like miming you and then doing the voice especially brett i love your brett's like holding on a magazine oh, yeah. and walking He's in the parking lot marching <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, like borderline skipping she's like vroom vroom <laughs> i asked for fruit snacks and daddy said okay but then he didn't give them to me this made me think like how often my kids have probably asked me for something and i've been distracted probably on my phone or i don't know reading the dictionary and i'm like yeah yeah, yeah fine 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 
and then I did not do it or did not provide it, and how much therapy when they're older they're going to have to go through. I do have a I do have a son that does not forget a single thing. Like steel trap. Yeah, he will be like, "Hey, you remember seven days ago and three hours where you promised a printout <laughs> of a video game controller? Yeah, I need you to print out that picture of that video game controller. All right, son." But uh, Brett didn't forget that she asked for fruit snacks because he brought that up in his episode. That's He's true. He's like, she asked for fruit snacks. And I totally gave it to her because I'm the awesomest dad. I'm the best dad. So in his mind, yeah, he did. He, he's a better dad than he really is, which I think is probably true of most of us. The daddy punches the nice waiter, which was funny. So in his version, it's like the big bearded like dude, and it's a huge fight scene. And this one, it's just like a guy that's trying to take care of a kid. And did you assume it was like security, right? He was fighting security in his as opposed to a waiter? Oh, yeah. I guess it was security. You're yeah. right. Okay. He just ends up in the catering area in his story. Yeah, yeah. Because he's like meals up or whatever, whatever his last line is. But the waiter is just like, hey, you're going to leave your kid in this uh, in the thing all alone, unattended? He's like, man, I cracked the window. I cracked the window, which is a really good argument. He did crack the window. <laughs> She is like, oh, I waited too long in the car. And this felt like very much a kid thing. Like, it was maybe 30 seconds. Oh, wait, what? Like, the way they shot it, it was great because the camera's going down. It shows Brett leaving the, the scene. And then there's still people in the background. Right. So it's not like time is moving. It was probably five seconds of screen right. time. And then, boom, she's gone. She's like, yeah, it was a really long time. So I decided <laughs> to go find him. And then we see... Her version of like what adults do is kind oh, of fun. I love it. So the Jens are playing patty cake. <laughs> I appreciate when she goes in between their pregnant bellies. She like spins them and they don't miss a beat. Yep, they, they keep go talking. back to it. <laughs> and then puppet Walt. What did you think of the puppets that show up? I did not understand the the puppet thing. Was this just? Um, christopher miller or whatever having fun i feel like it kind of was there was no reason for it like maybe i don't know i was kind of trying to give meaning to it if those were people that were kind of comical to her or something like that but they were just background ancillary characters so i think it's just playing on her child innocence were they so you don't think they went by the crank yankers like (laughs) old um the henson studios prop prop, uh closet and pulled out (laughs) the old puppets probably Chelsea is dancing, and she's having such a lovely time. <laughs> There's a Ned puppet uh, that gives the marker to Maggie, so oh, she's the one that draws the kittens. That was funny. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she's very good. She's very good at uh, face painting. It was maybe. impressive. Maybe she'll grow up to be a face painter. Did we solve all of the writing on him? I think right. Uh, I think we solved diarrhea. Who was... wrote nerd? He had nerd on the center of his face. Oh, his I don't forehead. know. That's probably Ned. Okay. Ned was probably trying to write his own name, and he accidentally added an R. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> You're welcome. We see that she goes into, she's like, oh, I saw the man from my favorite movie. And we go into the clip of the hippo attack from Hungry Hungry oh, Hippos. And we talked about this earlier. We were hoping we would get more of this sequence. Because all it did, this was in the beginning where they were just showing um, Xavier's like background, right? right? The so clips it, of his like, career. Will yes. Forte, um, and then I think it was them just screaming. But right. now we got a little bit more of of the sequence, and he's like, "We gave him this like drug to make him hungry. How hungry? Hungry, 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 hungry. <laughs> so good." <laughs> Will Forte. I didn't realize what Will for what magic Will Forte was doing. <laughs> I thought we were in a Wheel of Time or 
Lord of the Rings. <laughs> but you pointed out to me, because we watched this together. We, we should have said that this is the rare time we got to watch something together. Um, he made a what, Tom? What did he form with his hands? <laughs> he makes a perfect blue marble. <laughs> he makes a marble. What doesn't make sense to me, and this is what threw me off, is as a guy who wanted Hungry Hungry Hippos his whole childhood, never got it. Oh, I'm okay. in like, I am in home videos. They're like, hey, what do you want Santa? Well, we didn't really do Santa. Um, they're like, what did you want for Festivus? And I was like, oh, I want Hungry Hungry Hippos. Like, Every year as a child. Never got it. Mm. I think when I turned like 18, a friend got it for me. 18, wow. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> then we got it for my kids. And the marbles are not blue or shaped like marbles. They're just white, normal things. So when he did the ball, that's why I didn't understand. Because mm. like, uh, Hungry Hungry Hippo marbles are white. Yeah, well, I don't know. Maybe back in the day, like the OG Hungry Hungry Hippos. But nowadays, they're cutting back costs just doing white marbles. Now, are you throwing it in my face that I wouldn't know what the OG Hungry Hungry Hippos game would look like? Because I never got one as a child. Listen, we got replacement ones every year. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. We went hard at Hungry Hungry Hippos, man. Yeah, that's what happens when you're raised in a house of all boys. You get Lunchables, and you get Hungry Hungry oh, Hippos. Oh, man. That's why we don't get along. You're a Lunchable person and a Hungry Hungry Hippo happy childhood kid. <laughs> Maggie is so focused on retelling the movie that Dan like, got to bring her back, <laughs> yeah. which is something we all have to do with our children, and it's typically when they've gone on a rant about what the history of a video game controller is like <laughs> speaking for personal experience yeah for everyone out there brett sees oh he sees her or she sees him and she thinks they're playing hide and go seek yeah that's right brett sees her thinks they're playing hide and go seek she runs off this is when she gets the wig and turns which, all the sand sound which yeah nailed it called it I mean, this is this could be the first of many. I told you so's. Well, I don't remember what your exact wig theory was, but was your wig theory that it was a red herring? Is that no, what it was? I'm just saying that we found oh, it, on, it the on the prop. Yes, that's right. It was memorabilia right. wall. It was like an empty head or whatever. I'm like, that's, that's probably right. where the wig was. That's why you're the emperor of the police, and <laughs> I'm not even a gumshoe yet. We also get the scene of her turning all the sound bar dials up to a 10, mm -hmm. and she goes wild, and that obviously comes into play in the end. Correct. I don't think I paid enough attention during this show to watch the soundboard uh, dials or where anything is at. That but was would a we tough have one. known that? Because we only see it in her. Would we have seen... No, I mean, they, they did a little cut because they, they had Danner put those little figurines right. or something on the deal. And that was kind of supposed to be showing us that, oh, as a perceptive audience, you could have seen the dials up. But it was very loose because it was saying that he went in there and did something in the room or played his music. Yeah, I'm not high. convinced Jasper the murderer. Yeah. But we, no, I, I take that you. back. We did see Jasper like literally playing with the knobs in his. But again, he could have pulled them down off screen and then they come to it. But they do, I think, make a mention of uh, Jasper actually playing with the knobs, too. Everyone knows that when you're done using a sound bar, you're supposed to turn all the knobs up to 10. That's to 11. The, oh, is it 11? Well, Spinal Tap. No, turn I know the reference. Okay. Oh, man. <laughs> we are on a roll here. I hope the dog barks again. <laughs> Brett finds her, throws the wig off the balcony. She's kind of a jerk move by Maggie here, no? Like oh, she's like, oh, she throws it off the she balcony. She chucks it. He's like, oh, he found me, and then just chucks it. Like, come on, Maggie. There's gonna be an age that your kids are that they just have a blatant disregard for all things, <laughs> all things nice, all things not theirs. They will just throw it or smash it in some sort of attempt to know what it's like. 
So I'm not surprised by this but at all. If you know, if she wants to just throw it in the ground, throw it in the ground. But to throw it over the balcony where nobody's gonna be able to like get that readily and clean it up, that's gonna go into the ocean. That's gonna get in some poor seal's mouth. A loose seal's okay, mouth. Exactly. I'm I guess my issue with this is she can't see over the wall, so she has no idea what's on the other side of that. So justice for Baggy, I think she's fine. We see <laughs> Puppet Walt again. We see Brett being a great dad. <laughs> he he tells Oh, she tells Brett that uh, Mommy was smooching Xavier, mm-hmm. and that's when Brett uses his thunder voice. Oh, that was so funny. It's like, yeah. well, how did Brett say it? Did he say it? Or how did your daddy say it, I guess, because this was Danner talking. He's like, you use your thunder voice. You used your thunder voice. I love how he, like, stomps off, too, after telling her to, like, stay in the car. He literally does, like, a King Kong thing where right. his arms are going up right. and down. And Maggie's like, I heard some screaming and I fell asleep. I thought that was great. Like, all right. So kids used to hearing screaming and then falling asleep. That's fun. She sees Gen 2's water break. And so we discover, I guess one thing I don't really know, and this is something I've recently discovered about myself, the footprint of the inside of a house. Like, I can't really understand how this, this house is like set up because she's in the car which faces the room with the ambiotic fluid. Yeah, it's like the foyer or whatever. So right when you walk through the front door, there's like that big circular table, and that's where yeah, her but, water broke. So in the living room where everyone hangs out, because you can see down that foyer out yep. the front door, you would be able to see Brett's car and Maggie in it from that living room, right? Uh, maybe. She... I don't know if it's a straight shot. Like Maggie could probably see to the front door into that first room. But she's not. We don't. I won't. We don't know for sure if she's literally parked parallel to it, where she can see directly. Okay, through. I was just thrown off a little bit, like by the by the whole. Uh, I don't know pathways of this house. Yeah. Which, when it comes to home buying, can be difficult. <laughs> pathways. Yeah. Layouts. I was wrong. People were slipping in baby fluid, not beer. <laughs> I apologize to everyone. I said it was beer on the ground. Mm-hmm. Uh, they make a great point that this was baby fluid and several people slipped in it. And to and those, I apologize. Yep. And to those that reached out to us at teambingepodcast at gmail.com that guessed this correctly, five internet points. Oh, to each of you're you. giving them internet points. Yep, five internet points. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. I hope they don't spend those internet points all in one place. You can't. Yeah, you can't spend them anywhere. That's what we've discovered. <laughs> you you hold them any. over your friends. That's all you can do with them. That's right. <laughs> Danner asked Zoe how long she was away from the stairs to see kind of what gap it would be. And mm-hmm. I think this is the point where we're done with Maggie's story. Yeah. Well, Maggie kind of starts cutting it off because she thinks that... Brett's the murderer. Yeah. So Brett's Zoe the murderer. cuts her off. So she's trying to kind of protect uh, Maggie from hearing that her dad might be a murderer. Right, right. And Culp still, I thought this was funny. She's like, oh, I'm going to tell everyone. And Culp's like, oh, great. Wait, who is it? Yeah. Like, Culp still doesn't know, yeah. although Danner seems to have figured it out. We get everyone gathered in the living room. This is classic. Like, they're, the genre of this story is fun for me in terms of you get everyone in the room. You, like, go down some paths. Oh, it might be this person. I mm-hmm. might be this person. I thought the show did this really well. Like, oh, incredibly Because it's a well. trope. It's yeah. like, and I honestly, even after they nailed Jasper, I was still like, it's not going to be Jasper. Maybe. We're going to get another twist here. <laughs> but it was, and I was wrong. No, it's great. Like, and the idea that a police detective would get all the potential suspects in a room and explain every little thing of the potential murder without having 
the uh, confession or anything right. is also incredibly comical, right. but and, certainly needed for the show. And our volunteer firefighter is like, this is highly suspect <laughs> to have everyone in the room uh, and you talk to all of us even though you don't know who's guilty or whatever. And she's like, what, you're a volunteer firefighter. He refers to himself as a first responder. First responder, Like, yeah, like yeah. That is the, the call sign for... Yeah. Uh, we don't do it for the money, was his response. <laughs> volunteer. Which is great. This is about the time we get Gen 2's baby announcement. Mm-hmm. I do like how unengaged Gen 1 is. Like, she's <laughs> like, oh, I just got the baby announcement. Like, the murder is about to be announced, and that's what she cares about. She's very focused on, like, whatever is coming up next. So once uh, Danner starts saying it was this person, she's like, I knew it was that yeah, person the whole yeah. time. Next person, yeah, that's right. He wasn't in this room. It was that person. All right. she wants to do is just have that last word. Yes, she is definitely a um, stand-in for me as the audience because <laughs> I went for it every time. Danner starts with Chelsea. Mm-hmm. She's like, you're the last person to see him alive. You gave him those cat roofies. <laughs> she calls it kitty cat juice, which is great. And there's a point where Jasper and Anique are like, what? Yeah, trying to like trying play. to pretend like they hadn't heard everything, uh-huh. which I thought was very funny. <laughs> but then we quickly find out it's not Chelsea. Mm-hmm. He was pouring the flask out, so he was still alive when she left. Mm-hmm. And they bring up that uh, it gotten Gen One's hair, and which, she's go ahead number two. I told you so. Okay, yeah, no, you did a great job. So you could at this point probably tell me you guessed all the stuff, and I'm not going to remember exactly what you guessed, but I do know you guessed Jasper, so I'm going to give you that one. We had talked about, I think, in one of the episodes where when he was pouring it down, you thought he was just oh, pouring I, it off the balcony. No, 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 I yeah. said it was urine. I said I thought it was peeing off the... That's what that's what she thought. Okay. She thought somebody was peeing on him, but we never had that. There was nobody that went into his room that was seemingly so drunk that they were going to pee off a balcony, and I think we we thought about maybe he just poured it off like the far end of the balcony that just goes off into like the ocean sure but he poured it off the side yeah it's which is kind of a jerk move xavier pours it off like the side that is his own balcony just one balcony (laughs) below or one level below sure so that that is what uh, i thought the wind kind of took it a little bit i think there's a little bit of wind misting happening and she's like oh so cat roofie drink is better than urine and everyone's like yes (laughs) yeah yeah, sure definitely definitely way better and then um the one girl I'm blanking on her name is like, well, other than in Europe. And I was like, oh, it's good that she they, she got a line for this episode. So really her whole job is she just sits on the couch and I don't think she says anything else other than in Europe, right? She's just the casual observer. What is it? What is her name? Ingrid? Yeah, Ingrid. Something like that. Augustine. St. Augustine. <laughs> Not the best detective. But we, we ruled her out early, so we yeah, didn't yeah, know her. She She's like a Walt type. We don't need to remember. Suspect. In the same way Maggie wasn't a suspect... Self, I said to myself, self, I love when Dana does this. Was there enough time for someone else to go upstairs in a one minute window? And then she's talking about how whenever Anik woke up, there were three people not in the room. Mm-hmm. Those people were Walt, who, who what, me, me? <laughs> Maggie and Brett. We're going to assume it's not Maggie because she was asleep. Mm-hmm. And Brett's like, uh, she's six. So probably not the murderer, which I thought was a great line by him. <laughs> Not Walt. Did you know that this is what Walt was doing? Did you have any indication of this? I, I'm going to say I did not tell you so on this one because <laughs> I loved the way they did this because I think we did get the thing of them going into the bathroom, seeing we the robe on who the ground. Was in the bathroom. Yeah, uh, but then later on the robe was on the ground. Um, so there, there were 
it was a it was a stretch for sure, but there were chances to get to this. But well, I, I guess it. we were supposed to pay attention to the party episode and how much like Walt felt like streaking would make him. Yeah, and he was in a robe then. Mm-hmm. Now, did he bring his own robe, or do you think he stole a Xavier robe? That looked more like a Xavier robe than it did a Walt robe. Okay, I think like it was satin or silk or cashmere. Do you think he also brought a Bush Cheney tank top to wear <laughs> uh, afterwards? I don't think so. Oh man, <clears throat> Walt's weird. That's what I. That's what I, I. Out of this whole show, I discovered Walt. A lot of funny parts from Walt. Very weird. But that actor, fabulous job. All that stuff was yeah, great. He's. We've determined he's a very socially awkward gentleman, even in high school, and seemingly didn't grow into, or I guess as say into anything. He didn't grow out of his awkwardness. Sure, sure. Getting naked in front of someone is where friendships begin. <laughs> that was one of his quotes. I mean, that's how our friendship began, That right? is how our friendship <laughs> began all those months ago. <laughs> that leaves us with Anique or Brett. This is where she gets to. It's mm-hmm. either Anique or Brett. And then Colt kind of points to his watch. He's like, listen, you got you to stop dogging this a little Jermaine's bit. You got to get going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then she says, boom, it was Brett. And then Brett just immediately freaks out. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. He does his Joey Lawrence. Ah, Joey Lawrence, there's a reference. (laughs) Ned can't believe the Brettster was the murderer. (laughs) I don't think he calls him the Brettster, but he has some bro name for him. He's like, no, he's so broken up about it. (laughs) Not worried about the murdered guy or anything, but he's broken up that his childhood hero, Brett, could murder someone. Mm Mm-hmm. Yasper. Oh, because I think uh, this is where Anik's like, I don't think it was Brett. And Yasper's like, listen, it's either him or you. So maybe don't go off pretty sure. Yeah. Anik's like, oh, when I was waking up, I was a little fuzzy. I thought I saw him down the foyer with Maggie in the car in in the driveway because that's the eye line of that foyer. Mm -hmm. Those are his exact words. Yeah, yeah. I'm still confused in the layout of this house. Well, you could still see the foyer or whatever, like the main walkway entrance from the front door from where they were, but that doesn't necessarily mean Maggie can see all the way through. You don't know Maggie, that car is, or where she's sitting in the car has a view all the way in. Hmm. Okay. Okay. I don't know. It, <laughs> uh, I don't know. The layouts of homes are, are confusing. Uh, it's like one time I was in this house and it had a like basement sauna it was in like i don't know like minnesota or something like that um i'm trying to remember the town it was like do you know do you know what the name of the guy that plays jermaine what his um name was in uh vice i think it was like egan uh anyways this house was in like minnesota something like a basement that, yeah. sauna okay uh and you'd think a house with a sauna you'd remember the layout of i would agree i I could not. In the same way, I could not remember what the layout of this foyer, as you keep saying it, hmm. is. Foyer, I thought, was something that you unwrap a candy. Listen, I could be saying foyer completely wrong. It just sounded right in the moment. It still sounds right. <laughs> okay. It still sounds very, very right. <laughs> I do appreciate Bert's reaction, though, where he says, like, stop saying it or I will kill you. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> to Danner, which it's, is a bold play. It's so great. It's so great to tell a police officer that you're going to... <laughs> kill them if they don't stop uh, accusing you <laughs> this is also the point where brett's like zoe please tell them that while i'm a deeply flawed man i am not a murderer and zoe can't speak she hesitates and this is where i actually thought that i was gonna be right i was like oh she's so upset that the father of her child 
is going to be wrongly accused of murder that mm. she's like having doubts and like feeling guilty and like realizing she has to confess and take the blame for her transgressions but that's not what happened mm. tom okay yeah no i i could see that you're wrong but i could see that oh thank you <laughs> thank you for pointing that out anik steps up he's He's the bigger man, you know. He's a truth sayer, mm-hmm. so he can't like Brett, Brett take the fall. He mentions that while he was listening to everyone's story, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he originally thought when they were in high school and stuff that they were all selfish and judgmental people, um, but he realizes they all just need some help. And this is where everyone's like, "You were listening in mm-hmm. the whole time," yeah, which is twice now that anik has given up that detail he's not very good at holding secrets no he's not a very good liar he'd be a terrible murderer yeah but i guess that's why he tells them that it couldn't have been brett he's a terrible terrible liar mm-hmm. brett apologizes for saying he looked like the dad and urkel from family matters if they had a kid <laughs> and i thought that was very funny and not the first urkel reference we've gotten from the show right because we was talked separate. about urkel yeah because it, it was... wasn't regarding this because we never heard this line. No, we didn't, which is funny, too, because Anik was like, I didn't hear that one. <laughs> like He offhanded says like, he didn't hear uh, Brett say it. Okay, but it was a conversation between Brett um, Danner, because Danner's like, don't make fun of Urkel. Urkel was the first person I knew with their own cereal. Or- so, yeah, so I think it was still in the Brett and Danner episode or, or when they were having their back and forth. So it's still in the same Urkel you know, conversation. Sure. So there's probably more that was said. And because Anik was having conversations with Jasper or clearly multitasking right. while we listening in, he must've missed this bit. Brett volunteers to be a character witness for Anik. <laughs> yeah. And Anik's like, yeah, I think that, I think that boat sailed, man. Thanks. <laughs> He's like, even though I'm going down, uh, I don't want you as my character witness. Yeah. That's saying something about a person. Like <laughs> I'd rather go down for murder than have you as my character witness. And this where like Anik, has his little aside he's like man it's okay man the, the door's closed wait no it's not the door's open the closet door and then danner's like took you long enough puzzle boy culp was freaking out what's going on <laughs> yeah that was that was me i was culp in this moment i love the full scream and then we get the clips of the closet door is open in anique's so what is determined is that anique Someone went up after and hid in the closet after Anik's or mm-hmm. before Anik's. This is why I'm still confused. <laughs> I had to write out the order of people. I'm like, wait, when was who in what room and why? And so I started to write it out. I was like, okay, the order of the people in the room was Zoe first. Okay. Right? I think so. Because then. Yeah, yeah, Zoe or first. No, was no, it, it Chelsea was... first? No, Chelsea was at the very end because okay. Jasper was in the closet when Chelsea came in. Okay. So it's Zoe first. Zoe's up there talking to him. Okay. Brett comes in to kind of confront him because he sees uh, Xavier and Zoe talking. talking. Okay, got so it. So Zoe leaves. Uh, she gets a look in a mirror. And then she decides she's going to, you know, rest her night's going to be to herself. That's where we get her cartoony my movie thing. Got it. Uh, and, we'll just, and then Brett confronts him. As Brett's leaving, he looks in the mirror and says, like, yeah, I'm a better man. I didn't explode on Xavier, even though he's sure. being a jerk. Uh, he leaves. Chelsea comes in. Chelsea has the back and forth. Well, actually, no. So before Chelsea comes in. Jasper uh, sneaks in. Jasper's already in. So Jasper is in the closet at this point. Uh, he's getting ready to come out. Chelsea comes in to confront. Jasper comes back in and hides. Once Chelsea's done with their conversation, she gives a look at the mirror. She walks out. Then Jasper comes out. 
does a little light murder and then leaves the closet door open. So when Anik comes in, he has to close the closet door to then see his face. And that's when he, he screams, screams scene. Okay. So in my mind, Anik talked to Xavier in his bedroom, but that did not happen. When Anik went up there, Xavier was not there. Dead. 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 Okay. 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 I think I know who murdered him. <laughs> okay. I think I know. I think I've got it now. But I do, like, we had uh, theorized the whole season about what's going on with this closet door. Everybody's looking at it. And I think my problem was I forgot it was a closet. Like, I thought it was still the, some sort of, like, two-way mirror and someone's sure. on the other side watching. But sure. it was it was an Occam's Razor thing, like we talked about last episode. Like, the more simplest explanation was it was just a closet. Right. And people were opening it up and down. And the very first episode, if we were being... You know, we're paying more attention. You, we, we know very specifically that he closes that closet door. I think what I wished I would have done is I wished I would have gone back and watched Anik's episode again just yeah, to the get first. like all of those beats again. And I think maybe that would have helped because I know we talked about it. It was not on my radar as like the most important thing in the world. And to be honest, I don't know that I was thinking that hard as to the timeline of when he was pushed. Let's well, just we, say I was confused. <laughs> but we talked about that a lot we uh, uh, throughout these pods about the timeline. I think you were confused as to when he fell off. Still confused, Tom. <laughs> yeah. And you kind of kept saying, well, it couldn't be this person because he wasn't dead yet. But like we've now definitively found out that he died when Zoe. the music came on. And that was like the, the distraction. The distraction. Yeah, right, right. So we couldn't hear his body sailing into the afterlife. <laughs> Whoever it was is the person that was most upset about how their life turned out. Mm-hmm. And she's staring at Zoe, Zoe. as she's saying And it. I was like, I got it. Yep. I'm in. And then I they're saying it. the most cartoonish and fake story, which is like, Zoe, Zoe, Zoe's, Zoe. Yeah, the cartoon. Mm-hmm. I under, still think it might have been Zoe. Understandable. But watching this, as as all these sequences are unfolding, like the longer they didn't mention Jasper, the more I'm like, okay, it's Jasper. Because, like, they didn't, everybody else was kind of sprinkled throughout Danner's initial thing, and she completely ignored Jasper. There were no, like, little cuts to Jasper to see his facial expressions. Whenever mm. they did that, it was always Jasper and Anique. So they're kind of trying to lump them together, um, never anything accusatory kind of throwing at him. So, got it. Got it. And I don't think I ever caught during the, like, replays of where Jasper comes from where Anik wakes up. Mm-hmm. Like in his, he comes from one side. She says on all the other ones, he comes from the balcony. Mm-hmm. So 15 foot drop is not a small drop, by the way. Well, and there's some fun things and we'll, we'll kind of get to it as we, as we, uh, Danner starts unraveling, but there's so many cool little like Easter egg, not Easter egg, but like clues that were given about how Jasper could have done all of this. So I think as you go through it, we'll, we'll kind of pop on each one. I really wanted this show to be the type where you couldn't have guessed the murderer based on paying <laughs> attention. I wouldn't have felt so dumb, but I do feel dumb now. <laughs> and honestly, the whole time I was just like, please do a twist where it's really Zoe. Please do a <laughs> twist. I thought she was going to murder Anik in the car at the end and I was going to be justified. But like to me, like I, I was able to get it and I had a couple ideas for clues that just happened to be to right. It in my face. <laughs> but I, if it wasn't Yasper and it was Walt for some other clues or red herrings that sure. ended up being like, I would have been fine with it. Like I've such had such a fun time theorizing and playing around with the show. Listen, and- it's fun for you because you got it right. For those <laughs> of us that got it wrong, not fun. This show's dumb. I just I I'm very- out on it. <laughs> I'm, out, I'm done. <laughs> I'm out on it. I, I finished the season. I'm done. Um, 
But I, I very much enjoy a show like this where you can kind of deep dive and, and hopefully like listening audiences enjoyed it too. Being able to, you know, you watch it once half an hour shows and then you can take another hour to like think about all the little, little things that kind of came in. And we had talked about this will probably be a show. I'm not going to rewatch right away, but I will probably go back and rewatch this again in a year or two. Um, to kind of see all the beats and watch it through again because it was funny. Right. What I think is fun is some people have mentioned to us that like they wouldn't have watched the show, but uh, because we started talking about it, not to give ourselves any type of credit here, <laughs> but like it's fun to like find a show like this that's not hugely popular. Yeah. I was telling Tom after we watched this, I went and looked up an article to kind of review the finale, and like there weren't that many articles, and the one I read. The person called Danner Tanner the whole uh, <laughs> article. So, like, even their editor or whoever, like, wrote it didn't care enough to, like, be like, hey, actually, the detective on episode eight, the detective's real name is Danner, not Tanner. After just having a specific episode for that character. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> Anyways, we then start to have Danner or Tanner, whatever you want to call her. She's making a dinner plate. She's like, there is some funny stuff as she's doing the explanation. It's like she doesn't stand still. She's like moving. She's tasting things. She's like, oh, that's cold. They're like, oh, it's it's been out for a whole day, almost a day right now. Um, but she discusses Jasper like snooping around doing the AV equipment, which you called very early. Like mm-hmm. he had access to all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And she explains why it is Jasper. And I think her big thing, his biggest motivation was him finding the steal of, uh, yeah, or Xavier using the how great is this party line. And that was kind of like the crux of Jasper and like how he eventually kind of breaks. Sure. He sees it when he was kind of doing the, installing the AV equipment, sees it on the computer, says like, this guy's trying to like take over my, my IP, if you will, right. and confront him at the after or confront him at the reunion. And I don't think we had talked about this too, at least I think all four of us, uh, you, me and our wives, that we didn't think going into it that somebody came and wanted to murder Xavier like at this party or, or, or at the event. Right. Um, it wasn't premeditated. It wasn't premeditated. It sounds like this came from his conversation at the bar. At the reunion, correct. So it was premeditated after the reunion. I thought uh, Jean-Ralphio, Ben Schwartz, did a great job throughout this, like, where he's being accused. Mm-hmm. He's like, well, you've accused everyone else. Sure, give me my cool. turn. Let's hear it. Uh-huh. You've got nothing. Like, just the way he did that, I thought was, like, not, like, desperate or angry, but, like, you could kind of see there was, like, you're almost like, well, is he innocent? Because he seems pretty, like, he's, he's confident. Like, joking about this, confident. Mm-hmm. I thought that was great. Jasper's like, we were friends. Danner's like, no, you were not friends, <laughs> yeah. and you don't think that. Mm-hmm. They That's when they replay the Xavier and Jasper conversation at the bar, and Jasper, of course, won't bless his track, calls him a loser. Mm-hmm. I thought this was interesting, because, like, you get, when you got Jasper's, he played it in such a way that I thought was believable. Like he makes Xavier like agrees to do it. But mm-hmm. when and Jasper's retelling, he does it reluctantly. He's like, okay. he wasn't like, Oh yeah, Jasper, I love you, man. Yeah. I'd love to bless mm-hmm. your track. He's kind of like, he's like, all right, man. Sure. Like he doesn't, what does he say? He's uh, all right, whatever. <laughs> yeah, whatever. sure. Whatever. Yeah, sure. Whatever. <laughs> you almost hit it on accident. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But he Xavier still leaves this conversation saying, yeah, sure, whatever. But it's in response to Jasper saying, hey, man, don't tell anybody this happened, which is Jasper kind of like in his mind, 
I might murder this guy later. Don't tell anybody this conversation happened. If you do, that could kind of hurt my potential alibi. Right. Uh, but to your point, I love the retelling of this because we only got this scene from Jasper's perspective. And this was a little bit, I don't know, kind of cheating for the show because nobody's telling this story. You don't get Xavier to kind of tell this side of it. Right. This is just kind of the show really telling us. one perspective. Yeah, this is what actually happened, even though we're not getting somebody that was there. This was Danner's interpretation, but clearly seems to be right based off of right. uh, what we see here. Right. Based on how much of a jerk Jasper is at the bar, I give, I'm sorry, Xavier is at the bar. I give Jasper permission to kill him. <laughs> Did you find it troublesome that the name Xavier and Jasper sound so similar that uh, it makes it confusing to talk about them? Well, that's why it was the XYZ murders that we talked about, uh, that theory I had earlier. Good. You thought it was the, Zoe. Right she after the, the uh, La Brea Tar Pit murders, <laughs> it's the XYZ. I mean, do you think Xavier's response is really that crazy? Like, I mean, you probably didn't need to be as much of a jerk, but, I mean, that's who we have come to know about Xavier. But, I mean... Jasper was loser, Tom. But Jasper a was a loser. clear jerk to him back in the day of like throwing him under the bus when he was just trying to change his image and all that kind of stuff. Like I think there's a difference between a high school kid and a grown adult male. I guess maybe you could argue Xavier's not a grown adult male. <laughs> He's probably still a little it bit. It would have been nice. Kid. It would have been nice if he was more humble, but again, that is not this character, and I don't know if I'd go as far as saying, All right, he's free to murder. It would be nice. This this show would be very different if Xavier was like a nice, humble guy, like a genuine guy, and he got murdered. That would be very different. Yeah, you kind of have to make him a, I don't know, a lovable idiot, but to a point where you're like, you don't feel as bad that he got pushed off a balcony. <laughs> Are you saying you don't care that Xavier got murdered? I mean, he hot did. take, hot take. Tom doesn't kill that fake. Doesn't care that fake pop star Xavier. <laughs> Uh, Eugene Xavier got murdered. I mean, he did try to coax Zoe up to uh, his room by saying uh, she can do the album art for his new EP. Yeah, you're right. He's not a good person. <laughs> Danner's theory on why Asper killed him is he's going to release their track as a duet after he's dead, and mm-hmm. that's what's going to launch his yeah. career. Tupac style, which is funny. I don't understand that reference. I think the idea was there was so many recordings of Tupac doing like samples or other bits after he perished that he was still seemingly releasing music years after his his death. Okay. Yeah. I thought he was just still alive. <laughs> That's also a running theory as well. I appreciated the alibi selfie. We see the, him in front of the recording track. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and say that again. Called it. Man. We we should call you called it Tom because you're calling everything. <laughs> but this was another use of the phone because Jasper is using his phone. They they give us a camera angle and you can see his phone case, the green, the Jasper on it. So um, had we been more intuitive and, and found that little bit about the phone, um, that was one thing I feel bummed I missed. I think the angriest I've ever been in my life is realizing I should have spotted the difference between Jasper's phone and Xavier's phone. Yeah. That, leaves me fuming i am very upset right now it was tough i mean because he doesn't like hold the phone up to camera and i mean you see it I'm afterwards glad the show didn't do that yeah. though. i yeah, would yeah. be more angry with the show if they like telegraphed it hard mm-hmm. so i'm okay with being stumped it's so rare in my <laughs> life that i'm stumped typically i'm reading that highlights magazine i'm spotting the spoon i'm spotting the teacup you can't get it past me but then every once in a while a show like this comes along really sticks it to me 
It's like Lasso when they turned Nate into a bad guy. Didn't see it coming. Nope. They didn't telegraph it. Never. That gray-haired jerk. <laughs> the flickering lights bring X up, and that's Jasper. I thought that was an interesting thing. Like, hey, if lights were flickering in your bedroom, would you be like, oh, I need to go check that out? Or would you be like, oh, that's haunted, I'm not going in there? Or would you just enter <laughs> guns blazing? I think it was a combination of both, because he wanted to leave the conversation with Chelsea. Oh, that's a good point. It was but, a very weird conversation. Okay. It gave him an out, so he wanted to go up there. But Jasper doesn't know that. I, I will give that, like, Jasper, for someone that did not premeditate this, has some really clever things that he does. Like, mm-hmm. uh, for a this is a well orchestrated murder that. Well, but he had so he didn't premeditate it per se. But once he we're saying had, we didn't think he was doing it until he was at the bar at the reunion, right? Correct. But I'm just saying if he had at the bar at the reunion, he's like, okay, I'm gonna kill this guy. He starts thinking about all the different things about the house and the intercom system and all these little bits. He's so, going to have to delete the footage. He's going to have to play the music video at the right time in order to get him. Um, I guess deleting the footage was reactionary. Yes. But getting into the closet, hiding into the closet, playing the um, Scott A. Diem song he, at the right time. He played that on the intercom. He goes to the once he gets out of the closet, he makes a little quip to him, and he goes to the intercom, and that's where he plays the music. Yeah, but he had to have planned that out, right? He, had he did to set that up. That's why he was in the studio before. He was taking the alibi picture, and he was queuing up all that stuff to be able to be ready to play. That's a lot of premeditation for a guy that is just an AB <laughs> guy. You know what I mean? Is he though? I don't know. He is might it? be a mastermind. <laughs> We get, we do get to see. It's very satisfactory. We get to see Jasper throw a solid punch, hit Xavier in the face, mm-hmm. and then push him off the balcony. Mm-hmm. Of all things to die to, he dies to Scape Diem. <laughs> How great is this party? I actually don't know what song it was, but it's it was our high school. Screams. I think it was our high school yeah. version of it. So yeah, I was still playing song. I'm sorry, song. Tom, <laughs> you can good call, transition. You can call me song yeah. if you want. Song, Tom. <laughs> What's the best song to die to? Uh, I mean, Stairway to Heaven. Okay. Probably not staying alive. Because it's like, okay, okay, okay. My question to you is, like, Stairway to Heaven is like a long song, right? So Mm -hmm. is it like, oh, I get to die to a song, like, I'm like taking those extra minutes? Like, you don't want one of those songs that's like a minute and a half. I was just thinking you taking a literal Stairway to Heaven, if you believe in that sort of thing. Okay, okay. Interesting. Because you think the song will get you there? If, like, nothing else you've done in life will get you there, the song will at least, like, God's, like, coming down to take you. And he's like, what's that plane stairway to heaven? All right, I guess I'll take this guy with me. This he is why, like an all right fella. This is why it's the most requested song in all of, like, concert all hospitals. <laughs> oh, no. I was going to say oh, in no. concerts, people want it to be played. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, the correct answer is I Don't Want to Live Forever by Taylor Swift and Zane. That's the correct song. Mm, wow, okay. What's the one they play in uh, Thelma and Louise? What? It's like Thelma and Louise, and they like put in a cassette, and they're playing something as they hurdle off a cliff. We're not going to get there. <laughs> okay. Honestly, I don't think I've ever seen it. I know the movie, but I've never seen it. Okay. So let's let that one ride. You guys can email us that song at teambingepodcast at gmail.com. Anyways. The other best song to die to is the National Anthem of America. Mm. Um, Jasper refutes. He's like, I've got text messages. 
Mm-hmm. And I think we called this. You know, yeah, we yeah, figured yeah. the text messages were all bogus, just the way he like wielded them and used them. Yeah, we she's didn't... like, but Colt, Colt helped me crack this one. <laughs> Colt's like, yep. Wait, how so? <laughs> <laughs> there was some funny Colt in the background. I don't feel like he did like he doesn't do a ton in this show, but like the moments he's in it are pretty funny. Yeah, I loved him as a supporting guy. He's good. Yeah. This is a callback to the Vaughn murder, which I was so wrong on. And I I complicated <laughs> this one, like, beyond belief. You made zebras out of horses. Uh, I made zebras out of horses. But the reason he got her onto the porch was by texting her, murdering her, then deleting it. So I was super wrong. But, so we were, but this we were... allows me to realize that Tatiana, sweet, sweet Tatiana, <laughs> innocent, non-murderer. I wonder what she's doing. She was still in on it in some form or fashion, right? Because no. she was still kind of like no, no, no iffy no, when no. they were talking to him at the uh, costume shop or whatever. No, All no, right. no. Perfectly innocent. innocent. Um, I will not allow anyone to <laughs> besmirch Tatiana's name. But we we were we were close. We were on the edges of this. Um, we just didn't get there because we theorized it wasn't Dannard looking at the open door, even though that kind of maybe played with it with the open closet door. Because mm-hmm. Danner does say like, "Hey, I'm going to tell everybody who the, who the murderer is. Gather everybody in the living room. I had to go and check up something upstairs." So mm-hmm. she was checking the closet. Um, but we knew it was something about whatever Culp told Danner, which is about the timing and all that bit. So. We circled around that we didn't quite get. We there. almost solved it. Do you know what uh, almost solving a murder is called? Uh, no, what is it? An acquittal. That's what it's called. <laughs> Touche. Yeah, yapper. I wrote yapper on there. <laughs> Dropped the s because he's a murderer. <laughs> he knew the password to the phone because he's the AV guy. Listen, I don't know. I don't know. Does the AV guy know the password of the phone? Well, if you are a rich person, I'm not going like, to pick this apart. Okay. I'm just going to go with Th- it. You're right. There's there are parts in this that are kind of silly, but the idea being like Xavier's like your grandma that doesn't know how to use his phone and work it, so he just gives it to Jasper and says, sure. "Hey, set up the app, download it, do all the passwords, do all the things, sure. so I'm good to go." I did like he's like, "I thought you said downloading the new version would get these <laughs> yeah. like and then shoves them up her balcony." Like that's the last thing you got upset about was downloading an app and Yep. Yeah. We do get to see uh old Spider-Man Yapper drop 15 feet. That was pretty cool. Now Danner makes this comment. He's like, "Oh, you flippity gymnast hopping off his balcony," which I thought was great because it is a callback to Yasper's episode when Yasper is saying, "This is how I entered the party." doing all these backflips and handsprings and everything. So you got to wonder, did he enter the party doing that? Was he, is he that, like, uh, athletic? Yeah. But they made that joke about, oh, he's not the body type for it. But, like, again, it was a cool little bit about, yeah, he he has some gymnasts. Again, kind of throwaway. It's, you'd never catch that right. as a clue about him jumping off the balcony. Right. The one thing I didn't like as much about this balcony thing, and, again, this is us picking it apart, but when he jumps off the balcony, it's after um, – uh, Anik wakes up. Everybody's looking at Anik, and granted, everybody's attention is at Anik. But there's like Zoe and Chelsea are both looking at Anik, but their eye line is straight out towards the straight balcony. out towards the vehicle that Maggie's in. You're <laughs> no, right. Yes, the other through the foyer. I agree with you. That's how this house is. It's confusing. The car is in the ocean. Maggie is. I, I'm with you, man. The layout of this house makes no sense. I'll buy it. My thought would be... <laughs> Sorry, I that, it. No, you're fine. That they would probably have seen him um, clearly drop from the balcony and kind of land below. You don't think eight-foot Ben Schwartz dropping onto a balcony in the dark? Someone's like, is that Batman? Like, what's going on here? 
I guess 15 feet is not that big of a drop when you're seven feet tall. Hey, and good for I'm him. I'm not going to do that math, yeah. but it's not that far. <laughs> but good for him for not uh, slipping on any prawns during that fall. That's true. That's true. I don't know what mashed prawns is, but that's what he made when he jumped on them. <laughs> that's that joke, a good. That joke makes more sense if you know the term. Uh, that's a uh, good band name. A great band name? Smush prawns? No, smash or mashed prawns. Mashed prawns. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, certainly a ska band name. <laughs> this is when Anik starts to turn on his best friend, his mm-hmm. oldest friend, old Yapper. He realizes that he is probably the murderer. Have we ever established how close of friends were they? Were they like hanging out on weekends kind of friends? Are they doing uh, podcasts of Apple TV Plus shows? Man, I don't know. I hope they pick a more popular network. (laughs) Um, The... The... uh, I don't know. My thought was like, so they're like best friends in high school. They live in the same area. I assume they still talk to each other. When they see each other... Like, Jasper's in on it in terms of he's like, yeah, you're here to meet Zoe. Like, Mm -hmm. you probably wouldn't express that to someone you're not talking to, like, regularly. But he also doesn't know Jasper's car. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know. I guess maybe... Yeah, probably just, like, acquaintances. Maybe they're friends, but they're not, like, hanging out every day kind of friends. Yeah, I mean... I mean, Anik's got all those puzzle rooms to build. I don't know. He's mm. got a career, man. And Jasper, he's murdering people. So, <laughs> allegedly. Yeah, this is yeah. only the one oh, we I'm know sorry. about. We have not seen... There's been no trial, so he is innocent until proven guilty. Correct. Because our justice system is flawless. Um, <laughs> this is where Anik brings up the security camera footage. And he's like, your phone... This is when he brought up the phone cases. Mm-hmm. And I got really mad because I should have <laughs> spotted this stuff. But you called this, Tom. Mm. Old Call it gumshoe, Captain Police Officer Tom. Got it again. This was one I was probably the most proud of. Of all of the, like, Of all the things you've done in life. (laughs) Yes. This is the thing you're most proud of. I have the prestige. (laughs) When I figured out the prestige, you have this. Congratulations. Welcome to the winner circle. Something just seemed off about the way he was kind of playing with the phone and his little quips and the timing of, like, the quote-unquote hack. Um, It just seemed fishy to me. And... Again, I really wish I would have said, like, oh, that's because he's using Xavier's phone. That's how he's able to get into it. But I just kind of thought, he's the AV guy. Maybe he had the same software right. on his phone. He could do it with his own. Didn't even think to look at the case. This is what I think is what makes Jasper one of the top murderers of our generation, <laughs> is the fact that he is so cool under pressure, mm. he's deleting footage while the two police officers are investigating. At the same time, he's like, oh, I'm going to tweet at the police department mm-hmm. and tell them hey stop suppressing me or oppressing me <laughs> like he has all those funny lines if i was this guy i'd just be like white-faced like <laughs> i'm i'm gonna go to jail i'm gonna go to jail instead yes was cool as a cucumber yes very Pretty incredible very well done for sure they talk about the phone memos which i did not catch this part i did not realize what Jasper was doing in the bathroom. He brings up the acoustics. I know that. But did you realize that was what was happening? Or did that dawn on you at all at any point? So I think the idea here is Jasper kept the phone. Because this is clearly uh, incriminating evidence. Having him uh, hold this phone throughout the entire evening. Right. But he at some point. Oh, I've got a comment about that. Okay. But he at some point started listening to some of these memo notes. And saw that that's how Xavier save some of his song ideas, which we've heard throughout. He was in the bathroom with Brett singing. He was up in the room with Zoe singing into these memo notes. But that was, I think, really kind of interesting and clever because in the Brett episode, 
that was when we had Jasper in the bathroom with Anik, and he did that whole thing where uh, Jasper was like singing. He's like, "All oh, these acoustics are great in this bathroom." And in that same episode, we had uh, Xavier say the same thing to Brett when right. he was singing a song there. And you theorized, you're like, "Why are they both saying the same thing about acoustics in bathrooms? That's really weird." Right. And now it makes sense because Jasper probably listened to that specific note about them being good acoustics in a bathroom because Xavier recorded that earlier in the night. Right. So now at this point, Jasper has access to it, and now he was kind of doing the same thing. And right. kind of like repeat his idol, if you will. So the fact that I brought that up probably puts you and I on the same plane in terms of guessing who the murderer oh, was. Oh, super, yeah, super close. Super close, yeah. But like, would you say one of us was like closer than the other? Uh, if we want a seesaw, you'd be on the bottom. Yeah, seesaws are dumb. But you'd eventually be on the top, but maybe back on the bottom. <laughs> And that's how seesaws work. Thank you, Gumshoe Tom. <laughs> Detective Captain Gumshoe Tom. Why does he keep the phone? Why would you keep the phone? It's you, all the yeah. You don't have an opportunity to get rid of it at any point. These guys are hiding in bathrooms. <laughs> These guys are like free reign of the house. You couldn't like drop it between a couch cushion at some point. The, that seems logical to me. Phones get lost in couch <laughs> cushions all the time. The uh, goldfish crackers get lost in, ca- uh, in couch cushions all the time. No, Library I'm... book. I'll keep going. Keys. <laughs> Did I say cell phones? Loose change? No, we don't. We're, we're not a yeah. cash house. We're all gold and credit here. Which I know to... Oh, and crypto. Yeah. You, My... keep, you keep your crypto, yeah, crypto Sometimes the crypto falls between the cushions. <laughs> I don't know what crypto is, Tom. It shows. <laughs> but no, I agree. It's criminal. But I think the idea is Jasper's like, okay... I've got this one track that I can use, the How Great Is This Party, and that can be like the tribute duet track that they can do, but he wants to be able to steal some of Xavier's other fire, like other his other songs, and so he wants to be able to have stuff, you know, in the next couple months, weeks, whatever, to be able to kind of form a full-on album, probably. Listen, I don't think this is the first time I've given murderers advice uh, on this <laughs> podcast, but I'm going to continue to do it. I think we're changing the name of this as the Murder Advice Corner. <laughs> Um, get rid of the phone. Get rid of the evidence. Like, don't keep the murdered dude's phone on your body. And certainly don't leave the ringer on. Come on. That's crazy. Put it on vibrate. Yeah, he was doing good phone stuff earlier with the oh, cope man. and everything else. So, yeah, failed here. The The most painful moment of the whole episode was when Jasper goes, listen, I've got my own phone and a work phone. Is that so crazy? <laughs> Have you ever had a work phone and your own phone? Have yeah. you ever had to carry around two cell phones? It was miserable. Listen. There is nothing in life worse than having to carry around two. I'll go on record. Nothing in life is worse than as crazy as the world right now, the person that's suffering the most, the person carrying a work cell phone and a personal cell phone. You can at me at Team Bitch. <laughs> My wife just got a new job and she's got two cell phones. Oh, no. She's pretty bummed. Oh no. I feel I feel her pain. That's too bad. Uh, but I do appreciate that Jasper says, like, one is a work phone and one's for friendship. And now everybody's off the friendship one. And <laughs> <laughs> it's good. I, I felt a little bit for Anik here because once, it, well, I guess we don't know how good of friends they are. But yeah. it's got to be tough to be like, you murdered someone and we were hanging out all night. Yeah. That's, that's a little bit crazy. Mm-hmm. But I do appreciate that all these, like, murder type shows have to have like a gotcha moment and the gotcha one in this is turn the ring around put it back in his pocket do you have xavier's phone number let's call it and it's like if you're yasper you don't just stand there and like wait for it not to call like 
And it's very funny because it rings in Yasser's pocket. And what does everyone do? Just absolutely celebration. Like a yeah. touchdown was just scored. Everybody screaming. Jennifer two. I knew or Jennifer one. I knew it was yes for the whole was, time. Yeah, it's it's very funny. Very <laughs> funny. Jasper tries to run. He's like, you all forgot about one thing as he's telling his story. As he works his way towards the door, which has eyesight out to uh, the Mustang because that's how this house works. <laughs> Jasper goes for it and Culp drops him like a sack of potatoes. <laughs> Did you see it, Kevin? Him like running? Him, him making the I run. I thought so, yeah. <laughs> right when he starts monologuing and then walking through the crowd, I'm like, okay, he's heading towards the yeah. door. And I love the way it's like it's monologuing and he like the music cuts right. and then he runs. You all that one thing. And then it's like a, it's like a it's like a Steve Martin like yeah. I don't know that type of of comedy. Oh, I loved it. Yeah, it was great. It was good to see Cole break him in half. <laughs> Jasper explains to him once again. Ben Schwartz does a great job through this whole episode. He does. Yeah, he's like, hey man, it, you know, you were never supposed to get accused. That wasn't part of the plan. And Nick's like. A friend wouldn't do this. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, wait, a friend wouldn't do what? Wouldn't murder? So no murders have ever had friends in the history of the world? I mean, you can have friends, but I mean, I don't think you keep that from friends. Oh, you have to tell them. You gotta tell them. If this you is run why a true you'd be friend. a bad murderer, Tom. Back to murderer corner. If you murder someone, don't tell your friends. Well, this this is why... has been murderer corner. <laughs> this is why you're a bad friend, because you haven't told me about your murders. <laughs> You've applied a lot okay, of murders okay. on is this, this show. Is this friend corner or is this murder corner? Because I'm doing murder corner. <laughs> okay. You can do friend corner. Okay. All right. Anyways, Danner offers Anik a job to solve crimes. Yeah. And like, Anik's like, yeah, I don't know if police is really my speed. But they kind of do this bit where they exchange cards. Like Danner gives him uh, her card and then Anik's like, here's mine. It's kind of damp. It's I've really been wet. wet. I've been wet a bunch tonight. Uh, but I, I almost thought maybe if this is, cause we do know that he, this show has been picked up for a season two. Um, my thought would be, it's kind of more like anthology series where it's going to continue to follow Danner on maybe some next Hollywood murder. Sure. Or, a new or cast. none of them. Like it's a whole new cast. Yeah. It could be completely rewritten, but sure. I thought this could be potentially a little Easter egg for how next season might be. Cause maybe it's going to be Danner solving another crime and, Maybe in the last episode she brings in uh, Xavier or not Xavier. That's gonna be tricky. <laughs> bring in a, <laughs> a prequel. It's a yeah. prequel. When Xavier is the hungry, hungry hippo detective. Yeah, we get to see that whole movie. Oh, I do want to mention. I did pause it when they were going towards the hungry, hungry hippo posters and sure. Maggie's bit. If you look at the very top of the poster, it says from the same producers that brought you Legal Beagle. <laughs> Okay, so maybe there's a, yeah, all there's right, maybe it's been Vaughn the whole time. <laughs> I hope it's not one of those shows where uh, the first episode of season two is, it wasn't Jasper, and they have to revisit the whole time. I'm talking to you, White Cliffs, or whatever that, what's it called, Tom? It's called Broadchurch. Broadchurch, thank you, we got there. David Tennant. Oh. I knew his name the whole time. I never thought it was John Tennant. Anyways. If they do a season two, they better have Matthew McConaughey and Woody Harrelson. And I hope Matthew McConaughey and Woody Harrelson play it straight and everyone else plays it goofy. And it's detect- True Detective season four <laughs> because that show's great. And I hope Tim- Timothy Oliphant's in it as well. Mm-hmm. That would be my dream. We get another amniotic fluid slippage or baby <laughs> fluid slippage, which really just rubbed it in my face. It rubbed baby fluid in my face. Because I thought this was beer slippage, but it was oh, not. Oh, boy, that's some words. Yep. Jasper's really happy to be famous. He 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 goes from like, oh, I'm a bad friend, I'm sad, to, oh, they're all like cheering for me. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're cheering for you. 
Although I do think he will get letters in prison from some lonely people. For sure. Yeah, because he sees all the camera people out there. He starts doing a little bit of singing as well, which is pretty great. (laughs) (laughs) I did appreciate the captain being like, I think the last word, well, no, not the last words in the episode, but the last words of this scene are, uh, shut the bleep up (laughs) to to Jasper who's singing. And we do get that guy come in. I I can't remember his name, but when Jermaine and the captain come, uh, this is the guy that played Todd. Danny of Egan, Minnesota is his name. What? Danny Egan of... Oh, you're talking about the police captain. I'm talking about the police captain. Sorry. Yes, sorry. Because uh, we, we heard his voice in the uh, first episode. Tells Dan, like, hey, you're not on this last case. Last man on earth guy. Uh, yeah, yeah, last man on earth. So that, I thought it was uh, fun to have him come in. Oh, it was good to see uh, Jermaine. I like Jermaine. Mm. I hope Jermaine's in season two. Him <laughs> and Mad Dog team up. It's Mad Dog and weird, handsome movie star fella <laughs> that works on Justified. Culp steals that memorabilia. I thought that was fun. He's like, oh, one sec, Captain. I gotta, and he runs back in there. I thought he was gonna take the Hungry Hungry Hippos hat. What does he take? He takes like an album. He like takes a an album with a platinum album. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Something that's worth money, not a safari hat that you can buy anywhere. Yeah, but the safari hat from the Hungry Hungry Hippos, man. I don't think, other than Maggie, I don't think there's a bidding war on the hat for Hungry Hungry Hippos. Jen, I thought this was great. I thought this was wonderful. Jen, just being a nice human, apologizes mm. to Chelsea. She's like, hey, I haven't been nice to you. She's like, friends. Chelsea's like, nah, no, I don't yeah. want any part of you. You're yeah. terrible. Mm-hmm. I thought it was great. You don't have to be friends with everyone. I would never tell my kids this, <laughs> but in 10 years when they listen to this, you don't have to be friends with everyone. Some people are just terrible. You don't have to be friends with them. I would argue the majority of people are terrible. <laughs> Well, that's where we differ. I'm an optimist, clearly. And I think there's good in, I don't know, 3% of people where you're probably at 2%. Uh, But yeah, I agree. I like the way the show did this because it gave us not a lot, but a little bit of closure on some of these characters. Sure, sure. We find out that Brett's the real hero. (laughs) Jeez. Walt's birthday happens. (laughs) Oh, Walt saying it was his birthday. It's my birthday. Well, no, because, okay, so this sequence starts with, like, Chelsea's walking off after telling Jen 1, I'm not going to be your friend. And then Walt kind of says something, and Chelsea goes back. And Chelsea was the first one to say, hey, Walt, and like actually say his name. We no were talking could, yeah. about whether they would actually ever say his name. And she's like, after tonight, everybody's going to remember your name. And Which I don't think it's true. No, it's not. Well, the it's people, a nice thing to say. The people that were there will probably remember his name. They were already calling him this guy. Jesper's like, and this guy got accused. We're so good. Uh, but then that gives Walt like the the confidence if you will to say yeah and it's my birthday and then nobody says happy birthday nothing i think even when Cole walks out of the house with the memorabilia walt thinks he's giving it to him but he's like nope nope all right cool man no big deal he's like yeah i thought that was a gift for me <laughs> yeah no it wasn't uh, low waltz and then they take the murderer's rental car off the premises which bit odd Question about the the police's evidence uh, taking technique that you're just going to let the murderer's car leave the scene. There's probably a body in the trunk. Maybe Gen 2. We have no idea where Gen 2 is. We've never discovered where Gen 2 was. I don't know. I wasn't paying attention during this whole show. I still think Zoe's the killer. Clearly. And that's why she kills Anik and then he dies from poisonous lipstick. And that's why you don't kiss outside of wedlock. Boom. It's been 24 hours. None of these people have showered or have toothbrushes, but these two decide to go on a date. I was bothered by this. It hasn't been 24 hours. Have you ever stayed up all night and like, like your body just feels like 
gunk because you haven't gotten to shower or anything have you ever stayed up all night have you ever seen the sunrise tom <laughs> dude i'm in mid-30s i go to bed at like 10 no i know but in your life <laughs> have you ever stayed up all night? i mean i have yeah when i was when i was a, a youth but that was like probably like middle school playing, kind of thing you're playing like halo you're playing halo all night with your buddies <laughs> and then at like 8 a.m you realize what you've just done for the last 14 hours were you like, oh, I really want to kiss someone right now? Or are you like, oh, I'm covered in Cheeto dust and Mountain Dew spillage. I need to go take a shower. Well, that's what Anik says. Anik's like, I don't know if this is the best time. Like, somebody just died tonight. We've been through a lot. And then Zoe's like, oh, when will it be? What a week? And then he just goes for it. He so, goes for it. I don't have any issue with it. No toothbrush, no shower. I mean, these people didn't take, uh, they didn't go to bed. So all they right. have like. New scenario. Okay, you You're up all night. You haven't brushed your teeth, you haven't showered, and there's a gentleman whose name you don't know in the back seat. Uh, <laughs> do you then guess? This was a great bit. The I, way... I, unrealistic. Like, oh. there's no way they forget Walt's not in the back seat. Is he hiding? Is that why they don't know he's there? No, they probably had a conversation there. Like, hey, do you want to ride home? Uh, Walt's like, hey, can I get a ride home? They're like, sure. But they don't acknowledge him <laughs> after that. There's nothing they else. Forget he's there. It's just such a great. Uh, They're so in love. They're and you so can see. Love. I wasn't sure in the first watch, watching it second time. You can see his silhouette before he speaks up. So you can see him in the back of the car before he says, "Oh, sorry guys. I know it's not a good time. Can I take me home now or later." <laughs> great way to end the series. Yeah, it was great. And then the credits kick, and the song that plays. I don't know the actual title, but based on the lyrics, I'm assuming it's "I'm a Gonna Live Forever" <laughs> by Xavier, and it mentions getting thrown off the balcony and never dying. Oh, it was really good. He's like, it's a catchy tune. I've got enemies. Nobody's gonna push me off a balcony." <laughs> We call that a slanting rhyme. <laughs> I'm gonna never, never r i p ing. Just great. It's got some lyrics, and it's worth going online. I think you can watch a quick little video of it. Uh, and it feels like they actually got Dave Franco to auto tune sing it, which <laughs> yeah. is a lot of fun. So, shout out to him. I enjoyed the series. I'm glad we watched it. I would say out of eight episodes, there was only one where I was like, "All right, what are we doing here?" Which was the cartoon episode, but. <clears throat> I did appreciate, like, when they do, like, they do the flashbacks on top of each other, and mm-hmm. it, like, shows, every, like, the scene from everyone's episode. They put the cartoon one in there, too. Yeah, yeah. So it, it was, like, trying to show where J- where where uh, Jasper came in from, mm-hmm. and so it, like, did a, uh, like, scene on scene on scene, yep. and one of them was the cartoon one. I thought that was great. I think when you could see that, too, it gives you that, uh, that perspective, too, from a cinematography standpoint, where each one has a different aspect ratio yeah. as it yeah. goes in there, and I think they tried to do it in this finale, is, like, meld a lot of those um, different genres into this final episode, which I thought was awesome. Uh, but, yeah, again, I just thought this was just so much fun and... Like, the idea and the concept of the show. I mean, murder mysteries are murder mysteries. Like, they've been done a thousand different times. But I love the genre bending. I love the way they separated each of these. This was eight episodes. They were about half an hour apiece. So, I mean... Oh, bring back half an hour TV shows. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And and again, it was a tight episode. You could have done more. I, I think you could have gone away... I think you still need to do Zoe's. You probably didn't need to do Danner's. That really didn't do much for us. Even though it was interesting to get her backstory and understand why she didn't want Jermaine to get there. I don't think you really needed that. I think that slowed the momentum down a little bit. Um, but definitely gave us more motivation for her. And if season two is going to be more of her character, I understand them wanting to build up her 
roll a little bit more. Have heavily. you done any research? Do you know if she's involved? Or <laughs> I don't know. I, all I know is that they have announced that they're going to do a season. I'd two. be surprised if they bring like the same. It would be fun if they brought the actors back, but made them play different characters. That would be fun, like American Horror Story kind of deal. Yeah, but like I don't know. Sam Richardson's great. Ben Schwartz is great. Uh, Haddish is great. So I would, yeah, I would watch them all, but like doing different parts, which yeah. would be fun. Because I think you could have done maybe a Gen 1 or a Ned episode because like they're, they're very much in their own thing throughout the episode, right. but they, they probably saw enough. There could have been some extra fun clues and things they could have done with it. But again, this was such a fun show to podcast with you and just to theorize. And again, anybody in our audience that reached out to us and kind of played along, uh, and didn't spoil it for us because I know we were a little bit behind. And we appreciate that. And, yeah, we do. Uh, had a had a fantastic time with the show. Tom, I also appreciate you watching this with me. Mm-hmm. It's been fun. It's been fun. Maybe next time we'll pick a show that you can actually detect something from. Uh, like True Detective. <laughs> Let's watch season one of True Detective because I've got that one figured out. I've watched I gonna, it three times. I was going to suggest The Prestige, but I've got that one figured out too. <laughs> but. Uh, for those of you that uh, have joined us on this journey, thank you. If you, we are still holding out for Ted Lasso season three. Uh, if you watch something or you think something would be in our wheelhouse, you're welcome to suggest it. We have taken suggestions in our downtime between Lasso mm-hmm. and Lasso, um, but you can reach us at teambingepodcast at gmail dot com. Yep, find us on the social medias: Instagram, Twitter at teambinge. I've been Julian. And I've been Gumshoe Tom. Thanks again, everybody.